This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing. In this podcast, we cover all the basics that you need to start your investing journey. Are you joining us for the very first time? Is this the very start of your investing journey? Well, before you dive into this episode with us, our feed is designed to go from the very beginning. So we strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. However, if you are feeling brave and just want to dive in, then of course, don't let us stop you. Here at Get Started Investing, we unpack all of the jargon and the confusing bits. We hear your investing stories with the goal of making investing less intimidating. And of course, we want to have a good time along the way. My name is Bryce. And as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Great to be back for another week. It is always great to be back. Yeah. uh, Yeah. We're talking all things micro investing today. With a different slant. Well, yeah, because the the part that the span of our investing journey uh, of the time that we've been investing has been a pretty um, phenomenal story with micro investing. I remember when we were living together in Canberra, Micro-investing wasn't really a thing in Australia and Acorns had just launched yeah. over in the US yeah. and we were like, this is this is epic, roundups, yeah. uh, hopefully it can come to Australia and now, what, eight years later, it is it's ubiquitous yeah. to the point where we're asking today, do we even need it anymore? That's it. So we have spoken about the benefits of micro-investing before, but this is taking a look at uh, the the situation today, how it's all panned out, and then we will answer that question, do we need micro-investing? But first, uh, one piece of housekeeping. If you're listening in Australia, you may be familiar with the ASX share market game. Uh, we're playing it this year. The boys at Comedian V Economist and Maddie and Sophie over at You're In Good Company are doing a bunch of content around the game and we've set up an Equity Mates Media League. We're in it. Uh, some of the team here at Equity Mates HQ are in it. Uh, Thomas, Adam, Maddie, and Sophie are all in it. Come join us. Come play. See if you can beat Bryce. He's he's laid the gauntlet down. He said no one is going to beat him. <laughs> so let's see if we can beat him. Yeah, that's true. I uh, I will win the competition. No. So just uh, if you're unsure what the, the game is, you get 50,000 in fake money and we get to trade the ASX 300 and a number of ETFs as well. Uh, it mirrors what happens in the real market. So it's a great chance for you to practice everything that we preach uh, without real money. Come and join along. The uh, The league is called EM Media. We'll put some links in the show notes so you can join us. It starts on the 3rd of March. Mm, you can practice what you preach or if you listen to the bonus episode we did 
with the Comedian V Economist. Um, Adam is going to trade sports team sponsors. Yes. <laughs> that is definitely not what we preach. But, hey, it's fake money, so you can test out new tactics if you would like. It's going to be a lot of fun. We hope to see you in our league. But, Ren, let's start with having a, a quick debrief on the difference between the traditional broker and what is now micro-investing. Yeah, this this episode started when we were talking about the lower and lower minimums that traditional brokers uh, allow you to invest with. So if we go back, you know, us living in Canberra, uh, figuring out what investing was, uh, subscribing to the AFR and feeling like um, we were, you know. Did you subscribe? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Big there, spender. Do you remember there used to be that Google Chrome extension that yeah, gave epic. you free w- access? Wall blocker or yeah, yeah. pay blocker or whatever, yeah. <laughs> no longer works, unfortunately. Now we do pay and subscribe. Yes, but moved. that was great for two uni students trying to figure it all out. But back in those days, there was a real difference between micro-investing and brokers. Micro-investing, the concept was it pulled investors' money uh, and allowed investors to start with literally just a couple of cents. And mm. we were looking over at Acorns in the US and being like, wow, that's a really cool innovation. Because in Australia, back uh, back where we were, you generally had to invest with at least $500. That was sort of the minimum amount of money that you had to invest in the market. Mm. But that is changed or has changed, yeah. which is fantastic. Over time, as more competition has come into the market, more brokers have come in, the minimum to invest is now much, much lower, which is fantastic. Mm. We now, I think, Sharesies lets you literally invest with a couple of cents or as low as a cent. We talk about the race to the bottom in terms of fees, but I think there's also been a race to the, bo- race to the bottom in terms of investing minimums. Mm. So it's become cheaper and it's become uh, you've needed less money uh, to invest. And as you, as you said, uh, you now can invest with literally one cent through a traditional broker. So then that gap between micro-investing and brokers seems to be getting closer and closer and closer. Mm, yeah, the the benefit of micro-investing seems to have been eroded a little bit. Yeah. you don't, And the innovation that's really enabled this is when micro-investing came on the scene, it was all about pooling investors' money. So mm. 30 cents from Bryce, 50 cents from me, $2 from Spec- wow. Specky McGee, you know, like it all it all gets rolled up and then it buys one share and we each have a bit of that. We have a fraction of that. Well, the brokers saw that and said, well, we can do fractional shares as well. And so what happens with people like Sharesies or Robin Hood over in the US they just buy the share and then if you want to buy a fraction of that share, they hold the share and you then own a fraction of it. So the real innovation that has enabled both micro-investing and these brokers to get lower and lower and lower is the idea of owning a fraction of a share. Yeah, so good. I mean, I remember when we were starting out and Amazon was 800 bucks or something, eight or 900 bucks. You had to buy the full thing. Yeah. I didn't have that much money. Yeah. I only had- Still don't. Six hundred. <laughs> Still don't. Thank God I can buy in cents. <laughs> yeah. And so if we talk about the situation today, what we see around the world is that if you want to start investing with very small amounts, you can do so with a micro-investing app or you can do so with a more traditional online broker. So in the States, we spoke about Acorns uh, as the OG micro-investing app. Yes. Um, they're still kicking around. 
pretty they, sure they're a publicly traded company now. S- still kicking. They did make it to Australia, finally. They did. Yeah. They did. Uh, so Acorns in America, you can invest from literally cents. But then when we had a look at Robinhood, if you're buying, depending on what part of the Robinhood Platform. Uh, uh, well, terms and conditions you read, uh, <laughs> you can either invest from one cent or one dollar. Right. But well, either way, it's very small. Okay. Uh, we're not in the States. We don't have access to Robinhood, but from what we could read, that was the numbers. Okay. If you go to the UK, Wealthify lets you invest, is a micro investing app that lets you invest from one pound. But traditional brokers like eToro, they allow you to invest from a minimum of $10. So if you're in the UK, you know, there's not that much of a difference. In Australia, you said Acorns finally made it out here. Acorns came here and then became Raise. Yep. Uh, Raise lets you round up your money and invest from literally cents. There's plenty of other platforms that do the same. But as you mentioned, Sharesies, a New Zealand broker that's come to Australia, lets you invest in shares or ETFs from one cent. Nice. So wherever you are in the world, there's micro-investing platforms and there's online brokers and the difference between them in terms of how much money you need to start investing is pretty negligible. i got to say, America, Australia, kudos to you guys letting people get into the market with cents. Wealthify, a pound, that's like almost two bucks. True. <laughs> Where's the cents? Where's the pennies? <laughs> well, I mean, look, to, to be fair, maybe there are other platforms. Yeah, there yeah. might be. One, one thing that I've really noticed is Google geo-block the shit out of you. When you're searching this stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like micro-investing apps in the UK and then you just get hit with heaps of Australian ones. Interesting. Yeah. That's the algorithm working for you. I know, yeah. I know. How do we get the Google of UK? Google.com d- d- dash UK. Yeah, dot, dot com you can dot change, UK Can probably. you change location? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's keep moving. I mean, uh, you, you can get there, let's be clear, but it's just they know you're in Australia. But yeah, let's yeah. keep moving. <laughs> so then, Ren, I guess the question comes down to with the fact that I can now take cents, invest it in, through brokers, invest without the minimum of $500, I can take a bit more charge with uh, with the investments that I'm making, not pull my money with everyone else. Do we need micro-investing apps anymore? We have said in our book throughout this show that it is a great way to start your investing journey. It might be confusing if people are coming on and listening now and we're saying, do we even need it anymore? Are they outdated? Where do you land on that? Well, we went out to the Equitymates community on our Instagram to get their thoughts. Uh and if you're not following us at Equity Mates, you won't regret it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. So to the question, do we need them anymore? Are people using them? Are they outdated? Well, 41% of the Equity Mates community say they currently use a micro-investing platform. So a little bit less than half. Yeah. 31% said they previously used a micro-investing app but no longer do. I, I like that. So I think that's an interesting dynamic that yeah. there's – uh, a number of investors that are graduating out of that started with micro investing and graduating out. But I think so. We asked if people would have started investing if it wasn't for a micro investing platform. And 68% of people said they would have started investing without micro investing. But 32%, so a third, said they wouldn't, would not have started investing if it wasn't for micro investing platforms. So I think that's a really interesting point that uh, about the role that micro investing plays i absolutely agree and i think that 
you know, I can think of some real life examples in our friendship group, my, my partner, Harriet, even myself, I would, I, I am in that group of, uh, have previously, but no longer use so many people use it as a way. And we talk about using it as a way to just dip your toe in the water and understand what it's like to have money in the market in a way that, you know, you're not going to have to pick stocks. You're not going to have to think too much about it. You can get started actually knowing nothing. Yeah. And I think there's some, there's some key. So sure. Maybe the ability to invest in tiny amounts is not as valuable as it used to be because there's more and more platforms that allow you to do the same thing. But I think there are a number of features of micro-investing that mean it still have a place. And I think what you just said there around being automated is is really valuable. You can set and forget with Acorns or Rays. You plug it into your bank account and it rounds up. So you buy a coffee for $4.50, it takes the 50 cents and invests it for you. That getting into the market without thinking about it is so valuable. Mm. I think Razor's original tagline was change your life without changing your life. No idea why they went away from it because it's it's a good line. Mm. But I think that's super valuable. Incredibly valuable. But just like we saw the brokers get closer to micro-investing on the minimums front, we're also now seeing brokers get closer on the allowing for auto-invest front, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we in Australia, we have Perla that does automated investments. You can say every month, take $100 from my bank account, put it into an ETF. Shazies as well now. Shazies do. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the others follow very quickly. I would put money on it. In fact, I would be surprised if they didn't. <laughs> Me too. And I'm sure overseas it's a similar story. And we see also the crypto brokers do it. You know, I use SwiftX and I have an automated investment with with them. But And I think that leads to the second thing where micro-investing is really valuable. It, it ingrains the right investing behavior in terms of dollar cost averaging. How much of your investing would you automate if your broker did it? I would honestly be, be a better investor. Because what yeah. I would do is figure out how much I saved, take the lion's share of that and automate that yeah. and then only invest in individual stocks with what I have left. Yeah. Whereas right now what I do is transfer it to my brokerage and be like, oh, I should put some into ATFs. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, Spotify might be cheap <laughs> yeah. or Shopify or, you know, what What am I buying today? Like yeah. that's the thing yeah. that gets me excited. Yeah. So I think if that feature existed, I would be a more disciplined and better investor. Yeah. So for the broker platforms out there listening, build it. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> Hurry up. Yeah, look, you're right. The, the DCA dollar cost averaging component, we did an episode on this just before Christmas. Getting into the habit of doing that is is uh, has proven to be incredibly successful and micro-investing is sort of no better example and no better way of doing that. Mm. Putting small amounts in, into the market at regular increments and not even thinking about it and uh, buying in it at different stages of yeah. the market. Not worrying if the market's too overvalued or undervalued. Is it going to crash? Where are we? Yeah. It's just consistently drip-feeding money into the market. Time and time again is shown to be the most sensible way to invest. Yeah. But we don't do it because <laughs> we're dumb humans we- <laughs> with eight brains. <laughs> so uh, speaking of uh, being dumb humans with brains that play tricks on us, uh, one thing that traditional brokers and the stock market in general, ha- a feature of it that confuses a lot of us is there's so much choice. There's yeah. just stupid amounts of choice. Yeah. And that choice is overwhelming 
even for the most seasoned investor. And I think one thing that micro investing still does well is really limit that choice, reduce the noise and really simplify it for a beginner investor. Yeah. A lot of people in our community, if you're not part of the Equity Mates uh, Facebook group, make sure you come and join because there's a lot of conversation going on there. But uh, time and time again, we have people coming in. I've got a list of 10 ETFs. What should I choose mm. from? Which one should I start with? I'm confused between VTS, VGS, VAT, DHHF, or yeah, DHHF, <laughs> whatever it is. Even you just saying that, another thing that microinvesting does, they don't use the acronyms. They don't use acronyms. <laughs> they make it sound all, oh, platinum fund. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, you don't have to worry about all of that with micro-investing. You get to choose between what would be classed as a diversified or a growth portfolio. They choose all the stocks and the port- and the ETFs that go into it and away you go. Mm. Great way to start. Yeah. So, uh, and the last one uh, that I've just noted, oh, there's two more actually, but one more that I've noted here is ease of use. So, again, you know, maybe we can invest with small amounts on brokerage platforms but sometimes they're not the most intuitive platforms to use. And, and to be fair, they've got a lot better and a lot more intuitive, but there's something really easy about these micro-investing apps. It's like three clicks and you've invested with your first dollar. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that's, um, yeah, that's yeah. good. <laughs> that is good. That is good. We want we want the Amazon uh, oh, one-click one click buy though, yeah. True, true. <laughs> well, there's some startups coming out now that are trying to beat that. Well, no I, click. I don't know how. They just, yeah, they're they trying just, to make it frictionless. You just look they at just it. Hack your bank account. And they're <laughs> yeah, like, you're yeah. buying. You bought it. You bought it. <laughs> the last thing I think we should say about micro investing apps is that they give you access to other asset classes mm. because everything we've spoken about so far today is really focused on shares. You know, we're saying you can invest in the share market with your broker like Robinhood or eToro or Sharesies from as little as a cent or a dollar. But there are other asset classes which where it's harder to get into. So fixed income, property, stuff like that. You know, micro-investing there is still much easier to access than traditional investing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so on that point, Ren, we uh, went to the community as well and asked them how they're using micro-investing apps to access other um, other types of assets. 78% use micro-investing apps for shares. That's not surprising. But 15% for crypto. So Bamboo comes to mind. Yep. Uh, they let you invest in uh, micro-invest into Bitcoin, Ethereum, gold and silver. Yeah, Bamboo available in the US and Australia. Not yes. sure about anywhere else. Yes, but yeah. plans to go global. Uh, 1% use for fixed income and I would assume that would be the Blossom app. In Australia, in Australia, yeah. um, other apps uh, elsewhere, and six percent for other. Uh, we would assume that would be, you know, the real estate. There are some apps that let you buy small amounts of co-shared real estate, residential. Yeah, um, Brick X comes to mind. I think there's a couple of others. There's nothing more boring than micro investing into fixed income products. I agree. Just in terms of like, uh, I mean, it's like. It's sensible. It's incredibly defensive, incredibly sensible. But just hearing you say that in a sentence almost put me to sleep. <laughs> Micro-investing into a term deposit. <laughs> Gosh, boring. So, look, some of the popular platforms here in Australia, we have mentioned Raise. 20% of our community use Raise. Uh, 26% though use Spaceship. 
very similar to Raise. And then 20%, 27%, sorry, use Comsec Pocket, one of the biggest banks here, or the biggest bank here in Australia, uh, let you have a uh, invest into a bunch of ETFs. Yeah, seven ETFs you can choose from. Yeah. So, yeah, those, those are the three big platforms in Australia, Raise, Spaceship, Comsec Pocket. I was surprised that of those three, Comsec Pocket was the most popular, uh, but then 27% were in the other bucket. And so that's, you know, the brokers that allow you to invest in small amounts, Bamboo, BrickX, all of those other platforms. Well, Ren, I can't wait to reveal the results of our our um, community survey more broadly that we've been doing in a couple of weeks' time because I have a big bone to pick with a, a lot of our audience and their use of Comsec. Oh, there's still Comsec still has the way too share. much yeah. exposure to Comsec. Honestly, like it is amazing. You you think, and this is a very Australian focused part of the conversation, but. Uh, we have just seen so much money pour into the space in terms of venture capital investments and so much of that has gone to advertising. Yeah. Superhero covered every bus in every capital city yeah. over summer um, and yet Comsec still just reigns supreme. I know. We have like more, Comsec we have do more, nothing. Nothing. They don't nothing, advertise. Nothing. They don't advertise <laughs> and they still charge a fortune. They used to go into schools and sign people up while they were young, but they're not that, allowed to do that, that, that is, anymore. <laughs> that is what they, that, that's just the most brilliant marketing campaign they ever did, the Dolomites. Anyway, we will talk about this at some point because I feel we have a bigger role to play at Equity Mates in letting people know that okay. there's better opportunity. Or, but like, you know, if Comsec get better, if they, they have come to the party, they've cut their brokerage in half, like I have no problem with them as long as they keep delivering for the retail investor. Yeah, but there's just there's better yeah, platforms. There's, at the yeah, and there's yeah. no incentive for them to keep going when so then they're just so big. But anyway, let's pick it up uh, when we. So let's get back to micro investing. Bring the beef next time. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, let's get back to micro investing. I am going to make a big call. Um, okay. When we started investing eight years ago, well, when I started investing, living with you eight years ago, micro investing barely existed. There yes. was one startup in the US that really was setting the tone, which was Acorns. Yeah. Eight years later, we're saying it's ubiquitous. There's a platform in almost every country, and many of them are publicly listed. Like they're becoming pretty mature as businesses and we're asking do they have a place anymore i think if we fast forward another eight years there just won't be a difference the idea of a micro investing app and a brokerage platform they will just be one and the same the raises and the acorns are going to have to move up the value chain because they don't want their customers to graduate off their platform to full service brokers or to online brokers and similarly the robin hoods the superheroes all of them they want to start people's investing journey. And as we found in our survey, a third of our community uh, found micro-investing was the thing that got them started. So all of the things we've spoken about, automated investing, you know, that set and forget, roundup features, limited choice if you want it, uh, making platforms easier to use, maybe giving access to micro-invest into other assets, all of that stuff I feel is just going to be uh, as table stakes for brokers. And then the Equity Mates platform will be sitting above <laughs> it all, reigning supreme. Also, <laughs> watch this space in eight years' time. Yeah, no, look, that makes total sense, and the lines are becoming much blur yeah. more blurry at the moment. So I, I totally agree with that. Now, Ren, before we uh, before we move to a break and then answer some of the questions, there are a couple of reasons why we might not be interested in micro investing. 
Do we just qu- quickly want to close them out? Sure. I mean, yeah, we've pumped up micro-investing a bit for set and forget, roundups, DCAing, uh, all that stuff, but you've got to be mindful of fees. Yeah. We hate fees here at Equity Mates. It's our number one policy. If you're investing a dollar a month and the fees are 50 cents a month, you're losing half your money in fees and you're not going to make that up by your investment returns. So if you're investing small amounts, you have to be mindful of the fees you're paying. So that's number one. Let's just put that into even more focus. Raise in Australia, if you have less than $15,000 in your account, they're charging you $3.50 a month. Okay. So if you're only investing cents and it happens to add up to two bucks. What if, yeah, what if you have less than $3.50 in your account? Oh, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess that you just keep netting out at zero each month. Jeez. <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually know how they take that fee, but um, it might be built into the price somewhere along the lines. But yeah, you definitely need to keep that in mind. Yeah. That is your brokerage. Yeah. 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 So number one is fees. Always be mindful. When, always be mindful, but be especially mindful when you're investing small amounts um, because as a percentage, that can be really high. Second one, you can you may be able to get better returns elsewhere. What do you mean by that? Well, we've spoken about how limiting the choice is good for to reduce the noise and make it easy, but it also means that maybe the best investments aren't there. You know, uh, if we think back to when we were in that share house, I'm going to keep referencing that, we, and uh, or when Acorns Australia first launched a couple of years later, we could have put our, all of our investments into Acorns and probably got like 7 or 8% return a year, or we could have gone all in on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Which... We didn't. Which we didn't. Instead, <laughs> I went. It. Instead, I went all in on Slater and Gordon and got much worse returns. <laughs> lost the first thousand dollars that I invested. But it's just to be mindful of, you know, like micro investing. You're probably going to get the market's average returns there or thereabouts. Yeah. Whereas if you're if you back yourself to pick individual stocks or find the right fund manager or find an ETF that you think will outperform the market, they'll obviously do better, but it comes with higher risk. So it's just about risk tolerance. But that is one downside. And I think that's why a lot of people graduate 100%, from micro I was just going to say that, yeah. People uh, become more interested, become more confident, become more aware of uh, other opportunities and what they could be doing with their money uh, and and eventually graduate to, to choosing other alternatives, which yeah. is totally fine. And so, when you graduate, you don't have to close your micro-investing account. We should say that. Yeah, of course. You, I think I've still got mine open, can, but there's nothing in there. You can do both. Yeah. All right. So before we continue, Ren, uh, let's just take a very quick break and uh, we'll get straight back into it after we hear from our sponsors. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, Ren, so some questions that we've got in. So, Ren, question number one, do any of the micro-investing apps pay dividends? Long and short of it, yes. Yep. Uh, you are the owner of whatever fraction of the ETF or the shares 
that you own through your micro-investing platform. Uh, in Australia, uh, we've had a look before, Raise and Comsec Pocket automatically reinvest them. Yeah. So it's not like you're going to get cash in your bank account, but the dividend will get put back into your investment amount. And I think Spaceship pay your dividends out annually as a distribution. Nice. Um, if you're overseas, check it. But yeah, you're entitled to those dividends as the investor, so you get them. Love that. Second, do you and I, do Bryce and Alec, use micro-investing for shares? So I used to use Raise when it was Acorns Australia. That wasn't how I started investing, but um, I, that was very early in my investing journey. I no longer use it for um, for shares just because I invest in shares through a normal bro- an online broker. But I do use micro-investing for crypto. I use Bamboo because I just dollar cost average into Bitcoin and Ethereum uh, and don't want to think about it. I also I also use SwiftX for dollar cost average, but same same thing. It's just like tiny amounts consistently don't freak out about the price. What yes. about you? Exactly the same. Um, so there's no point in me repeating exactly the same. Okay. <laughs> you, you I still used... have uh, I still have raise open. Nothing's going in there. Took everything out uh, a number of years ago. Are you getting hit with a three dollars fifty fee a month? No, because I don't think there's anything. I don't think it's. Oh, you just not, not you're active. not going into negative. It's not active. Yeah. Okay. It's just sitting there. I should check that though. I haven't checked in in years, so um, I'd hope it's not in negative. And similarly, uh, micro invest into crypto. Nice. All right. Uh, next one question for you. When should I make the change from micro investing to online brokers? Well, there's no sort of after two years, that's the time to make the change. The change is when you feel comf- comfortable and confident that you can take that next step and and set up a brokerage account. Also, you don't have to do one or the other. Keep micro-investing going. And then just like you use micro-investing to test the waters, sign up to a brokerage account. And as we've spoken about this episode, you don't need to put huge amounts of money in. Put small amounts of money in and, and test what it's like to buy into individual stocks and individual ETFs you'll know when that moment is and you're feeling comfortable and confident that you are that you're ready to do that. Yeah, 100%. There's no there's no one size fits all answer, but I think what you finished there with, when you feel comfortable and confident, it's the right time. Yeah. So, Bryce, a number of questions came through about fees. What are the fees like? Don't the brokerage fees get expensive? Is it really worth it? Are the fees higher than non-micro platforms? So I think we touched on fees a little bit earlier, but it's good that the Equitymates community are asking those questions because it's the right question to ask. And I think the way to do it, jump on the micro-investing platform's website. They'll, they have to outline their fees and then do the maths. If it's a percentage, if it's a dollar amount, figure out what you're paying in fees and compare that to what your other options are because I'm really glad that that's the most common question we got. Yeah, agreed. Uh, No matter where you are in the world, I'm sure your home country has a comparison website that'll easily do that for you. Finder.com.au here in Australia um, is a great way to do that. All right, Ren, uh, to close it out, is there a point where it's risky having large sums in micro-investing platforms? I mean, no riskier than the share market itself. Um, Some will say because it's held in custody rather than chess-sponsored there might be some additional risk there. But I I think the main thing is whether you're investing through an online broker or whether you're investing through a micro-investing platform, there are means to an end and the end is the share market that you're investing in. And so it's risky. Like the share market, we're living through it in 2022. Like 
if you invested in growth stocks, you probably lost a fair bit of money in the first month or two of this year. And so there's there's risk. You might lose money. I think spaceship, there's a few people that said I've lost a lot of money on spaceship because it's more orientated towards heavy, yeah. like growth and tech. But the upside is the stock market continues to grind higher over the long term. It's been the best source of investment returns, history's greatest wealth creator, and we can access it from literally one cent these days. That's pretty exciting. That's that's pretty exciting. That is a great way to finish the episode. So look, uh, to answer the question, do we even need micro-investing anymore? It feels like, and it's also shown through the uh, Equitymates community that there is a place for micro-investing, but the lines are just becoming a little more blurred. If, uh, if you've enjoyed this episode and it was your first, welcome to the community. Make sure you go back and listen to our 12-part series at the start to really get you up to speed. And don't forget as well that there's plenty more content in the Equity Mates media network. Go and check out You're In Good Company, Comedian V Economist, Crypto Curious, and also Equity Mates Investing Podcast if, uh, if you want more information and more content on the world of investing. We're covering it all. But Ren, it's always great to chat. Uh, a reminder that you can join us on our ASX game. Show notes will be available for that, but uh, we'll pick it up next week. Sounds good. Get Started Investing is a product of Equity Bates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Get Started Investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.